What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. So, um, I got an email with an interesting question. It's really a scenario um, that ends with a, a, a like an ask for some advice. But the um, the concept in general, I've talked about before, but this is a particular case that I just thought it would be fun to work through, uh, like like talk through on a podcast. And it basically just says. Um, this person is in a supervisory role like had a rough transition um the first time where they were put in like a senior supervisory role and um were marginalized in certain ways and i i guess it's explained in that like this person thought that um maybe somebody in the in the upper chain of command was was not a fan of them for whatever reason and marginalize them, put them in, in roles that where they couldn't really influence and lead sailors, which was what they wanted to do. Um, but then there was some transition in leadership and then she was put into roles that, uh, that she was able to, um, lead sailors in the way that, that she wanted to and, and make the impact that she wanted to make. So, um, recently transferred and is now um being put in like a new role with new people new chain of command and and is kind of just anxious really um i don't know if fearful is the right word uh but has an anxiety that uh, like it's gonna happen again basically um here's like the way i'm looking at this is there's a, oh, there's a couple different things, I guess. I'll start with the the first thing that jumped into my mind, and, and I'm sure there's a possibility that this is a very specific case because there wasn't a ton of detail provided um, on the background of why this person was fearful that somebody had some kind of issue with them and was going to do what uh, apparently ended up happening. Um, but if there's a, if there's a fear there that you're going to be marginalized because you're not good enough or because you're viewed as like the weak link in the chain kind of thing, which as you go through seasons, you'll notice that um, each group kind of will have some weak areas and going into a mess, especially if the, the whole season is done with one mess or like some kind of combined mess where those people are all working together on a regular basis. Some of that then carries over into how that person integrates into that mess, where if they're viewed as the weak link, they're going to be given less impactful roles sometimes. Um, not always fair, right? I, I'm not, I mean, we could go down a whole nother rabbit hole of how the season works and some like mess, uh, dynamics and stuff that I'm not the biggest fan of, but, um, it, it just, it happens. And some of it's kind of just human nature to, to look at it in that way where they're using that process and that face time with those people to make judgments, uh, make what they view as, um, evaluations of that person's potential to lead and potential to excel in certain roles and whatever. So that when then that time comes, the SEL of that mess then uh, makes decisions based on some of that data. And so um, there will be times where you may find yourself in the type of position where you got to kind of um, prove yourself in certain roles. And it's really 
not largely different from the the designed meritocracy type system that we have, even though that can sometimes be warped. And again, another conversation for another time. But the the idea being that, yeah, I mean, you're in a new role and you may have, for whatever reason, been uh, evaluated as the weak link in a group and then transitioned into a mess or you were evaluated as a weak link um, for whatever reason by your incoming CEO. And so now within the wardroom, you're being put in this place uh, to do this thing that it's not making the big impact that you want to make. Like you're not put in a position where... Um, you think you deserve to be or that you think you're going to add the most value to the organization. And you might have to work yourself into the new position. Um, what I'd say in that type of a scenario is kind of like, it's a leadership opportunity. It's a challenge. It's it's an opportunity to like learn new things and improve. Um, it, it's, I, I've often, <laughs> often, been looked at skeptically when it's time to put people in positions of authority or, or in new leadership positions or rotate in like important positions that require a lot of trust, whether that's from my commanding officer or CMC or whatever. Um, and it's a lot of that I think is based on the ridiculous bias <laughs> towards cooks, not being like intelligent. Um, it, again, I don't know how prevalent that is on surface ships. It doesn't seem like it's as prevalent in other communities, but, uh, I mean, the meme sites tell me that <laughs> it exists in the rest of the Navy, but in the submarine force, it's particularly, uh, present. And so, um, I find myself in those positions a lot where I, I had to prove that I wasn't just a cook. You know, I wasn't just the cook chief and I wasn't dumb because I was a cooker. I wasn't somehow not qualified or like equipped for a certain role or I, that I had the capacity to qualify and stand this watch or whatever. Um, so just do it. I, I started to get to a point where I enjoyed it. Like I, it was weird because early in my career, I hated it. And then later on, uh, I started to relish the underdog role, and it was kind of just fun to uh, to make them like eat their hat effectively. But um, and then so the second part of this is going into a new like a new command. So now you've experienced this for whatever reason, whether it's a situation I described, or it's because there is some type of unique situation that some type of leader really does have an issue with you and you get marginalized as a result. And then, um, and, and then like I said at the beginning in describing, in describing this scenario, this person told me that, uh, new leadership turnover led to that person being put in a new, like in a new role or just kind of viewed in a new light. So sh- the person was able to be in a new role, lead a, a division and, and do the things that they wanted to do. Um, so going into a new place, having experienced this in, in, in both ways, right, where you've, you've been in the position of being marginalized in that way and, and it obviously like affected you and it, it, you hate it because you want to be in a position to influence as many sailors as you can. You, like, you want to be in a position to lead sailors and take care of them. That's, that's the, the job. That's like why we do it and, and that's where all of our job satisfaction comes from. Uh, so that's like, that's where you want to be and that's what you want to be doing. So, uh, going into a new place there, there's can be a, a, an anxiety that it could happen again. However, you've experienced this already. 
So what I would expect is that any qualified evaluator is going to see that and, and you have to be aware of it as the person going into this new environment, like this new command, new leadership. There's a whole bunch of, you know, like new dynamics and you're the new person. They don't know you. So they are evaluating you just like they did during the chief season or during the first little bit of time that you were at that command in the wardroom or whatever. They're evaluating you. Anytime a new person walks into a shop, like people immediately start judging them and it fair or unfair, they immediately start getting judged. And then some of that they'll decide isn't true. And some of it they'll decide is true. And all of it they'll decide based on the input you provide and then their own biases, right? Where it's like some of it you're never going to overcome. Like some people are going to find a reason to not like you just because. And those are the ones that you, I mean, that's just the thing you can't change. Um, but there's a lot that you can based on your inputs. And in this particular case, when we're talking about, and my context is always the mess, so that's kind of what I'm going to use. But the chief's mess, if you walk in as the new, the new addition, right? Everybody's paying attention and everybody's going to um, evaluate you in that way. And I'm trying to not use the word judged, even though some people are doing that. Um, because in reality you are being judged and evaluated like there are people trying to just impartially evaluate you and there's other people judging you because you're competing against them in a lot of ways um even though we're a network and we're a team and blah 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 it's like you're getting ranked against all those other chiefs so they're looking at you in that way too um you have a lot of control over how you present yourself you have a lot of control over how you interact with those people what I find is that if you go in there and present your authentic self, which can be scary and can involve some vulnerability, but if you go in there and just authentically present yourself as the leader that you want to be and that, I mean, you presumably are in a lot of ways already, a lot of this is going to take care of itself. <laughs> Don't go in there scared. Don't go in there just bleeding that anxious energy that you're you're kind of worried or even worse vocalizing constantly that you're worried that you're going to get marginalized and you're going to get put in, in the corner with a dunce hat on because that's what happened at your last command because then they're going to wonder like uh okay like what did happen at your last command did you deserve to be in the corner with a dunce hat on so like don't it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy don't do that to yourself don't walk in the door and shoot yourself in the foot walk in the door and present yourself with that authentic like energy of like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And talk to those chiefs about those things. Let them see it in your interactions with junior sailors. Let it let them see it in how you present yourself to those junior sailors, to officers, to the, the rest of the mess and in the interactions that you have with them and the interactions you have with your your SEL and all those things. It's like if you go in there and present yourself as this anxious like fearful person that's worried that you're going to end up in that role, then you might end up in some kind of a role. Like they might marginalize you for that reason. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I am saying that they're, they're working on very limited information. And like, if you present yourself in that way, you're going to very likely paint yourself into a corner. Um, but if you go in there and, and, kind of act the part and I don't even mean act really because you're pre presumably based on the the 
the input I got it, are, are a passionate leader that's capable and that really loves this and really is invested in the success of junior sailors. Just go in there and present that. Like, make sure they know that. And not just words you're saying, but in your behavior, in in your demeanor, in the the tone in your voice when you talk about things. It's one of the things that, and I don't know why I do it, but it's one of the things that I get told people really like about this podcast. Or um, I, I've also been told by people in real life that I'm a little extra in certain scenarios, but the passion with which I speak about certain things, I I. I do it kind of on purpose, but some of it's kind of I'm just like emotional about some of this stuff and I just can't I can't help myself because I'll start talking like this and people are like freaking out because I'm talking loud and like, whoa, God, why are you yelling at me? And like, but it's it's no one ever leaves that room thinking that I'm not passionately engaged in the conversation and extremely passionate about whatever we're talking about, that my convictions run deep and that I really mean what I'm saying. And I think you, you that goes that goes far like it, it's the manner in which you communicate that and and with that comes authenticity like they know that the the emotion coming through in in my body language and my facial expressions and the the volume and tone in which i'm speaking is authentic like it's not i'm not doing that for show because you can generally tell the difference it's usually really easy to tell the difference between somebody that's doing that and it's coming from an authentic place and somebody that's doing it as like a like theater, basically. Um, so I, I would kind of let that let that go. Like if you're if you're a qu- more quiet, reserved person, that's OK. You don't have to do it just like me, but you have to let it come across in whatever way is authentic for you and whatever way is going to is going to communicate to the people that you're you're speaking with that you you like you're excited about like being in a position to lead sailors and you're excited about the mission and and certain programs that you want to be involved with when you're talking to command SEL like I hey I really want to be involved in initiation lead stuff and here's why and tell them a story and, and maybe that's the time to share that story of how you got marginalized and and now then you had a command SEL give you a chance and it was a huge deal and it left a big mar it like that kind of stuff I'm telling you, like I get excited in my in my chair when I'm sitting there and somebody's sharing a story like that with me. So I think that a lot of the question, I mean, the questions being is like, how do you as you go into a new command, how do you kind of uh, not fear, not fear that that's going to happen again and not worry that you're going to be judged in that way and marginalized and not basically not be allowed to be involved in the development of sailors. Um, <laughs> largely Manning is going to drive a lot of that too. I mean, you really gotta, you really gotta do something significant to get put in a corner where you don't have access to sailors at a lot of commands. Um, obviously I don't have a depth of understanding of a lot of different communities, uh, since I haven't served in them, but I, I would say it's going to be pretty difficult to get uh, completely separated from the opportunity to lead sailors, even if it's like tangential, tangentially, I hate saying that word. I don't even know why I try, but uh, even if it's like, you're not their direct leading chief or divo or whatever, 
but you're able, you still have access. You can still be involved. You can still run like the training program, like you're doing Sailor 360 or whatever. Like there's still opportunities for them to access you. Because another piece of this is I had this cob that would constantly say, you're a chief on the ship all the time. And what he meant was, I'm not the cook chief. I'm a chief on the ship all the time. So like when I'm walking around the submarine, I'm not just the cook chief and I'm not only walking around processing the inputs in my eyes and ears as only relevant to my role as the leading culinary specialist or as the supply department chief or whatever. I'm processing everything and and processing it as relevant to good order and discipline to uh, like deck plate leadership, like <laughs> all those things that chiefs are responsible for on the ship, right? So if I'm walking through the engine room, everything's relevant, right? Everything that's being input, like if I see a bunch of nukes like about to beat the crap out of each other, I'm not ignoring that because it's not relevant to my role as a leading culinary specialist. I'm going to deal with that because I'm a chief on the ship all the time. So if you're at a command, right? or on a ship or whatever in a work center, wherever you happen to be, wherever your feet are planted, you're a chief on the ship all the time or you're a chief on the deck plate all the time. So whatever you see, whether they're your sailors, whether they're within the skin of your command, whether you're walking through the Navy exchange and you overhear a conversation and there's a there's leadership opportunity there, you're a chief on the ship all the time, like seize that leadership opportunity. And what you will find is that in communicating all this authenticity and cre creating leadership opportunity by being visible and being present and being accessible. And then when those sailors interact with you, you're helping them in a way that that is like genuine and, and that they're almost shocked by in a lot of like you go out of your way to meet their actual needs and listen to them and value their opinions. And what you will find over time is that it like you could put me in like an isolated warehouse 10 miles away from where all the sailors are, the sailors will find me, right? They will come find me, I promise. Because I've been in, in not exactly that position, but I've been in positions where it's like, I'm isolated in certain ways, but when sailors need leadership, they will find me. Like in the role I'm in right now, in my job right now, I don't have a division, I don't have a department. I'm, an, I'm one of one in the role that I'm in, but sailors on the submarines and sailors all over the Navy find me. I, my wife was marveling the other day at like, I'm getting all these phone calls lately and I don't know if there's something in the air, but like bunch of sailors just having pretty large personal issues or work issues or whatever. And they're like LSs and sonar techs and just like guys, people that never worked for me that are reaching out to me saying, Hey, I need help. And I'm spending hours on the phone with them and, and or like emailing or reviewing a, a package they're submitting or whatever. My wife's like, why are they reaching out to you? Like you didn't you're not their chief. And I had to explain it. And like she kind of was like, oh, that's awesome. Like like they value you as a leader to the point that they're going to reach out and, and to you instead of someone else because they know you're going to help. And and. I mean, it even struck me when she pointed it out. It's just like, oh, yeah, like it's a little like <laughs> it's kind of validating. I'm just like, it's a thing I do. Like people do it through the podcast all the time. That's why I'm recording this. But 
I think what you will find is even if you find yourself in that place for whatever reason, because there's bad leaders out there that might decide they don't like you and maybe it's because they see in you what they want to be but aren't capable or don't have the courage of, of becoming that so they're jealous and there's like the envy leads to bad decision making or maybe... Um, I don't know, like <laughs> you're getting recognized in a way that they want or they just like they just decide they don't like you and and like arbitrarily use their position to make your life difficult. I, who knows? There's people like that out there. And a lot of times, depending on the position that you're in, you're not going to be able to do a ton about that. Um, unless, I mean, if we get into really toxic abuses of power and stuff like that, it's a different conversation where you're re- putting in reports and IG and all that stuff. But um, the, there there just might be somebody that just decides they don't like you and doesn't want to put you in the positions that you want to be in. So you have to like make the best of the leadership opportunity that you do have and understand that you're a chief on the ship all the time. Like this is a thing that you can work around like I I used to make this comment all the time um, because it was part of it was kind of out of exasperation because I thought I should have been a senior chief earlier and I was getting frustrated because I wasn't getting promoted but part of it was also I was still in the roles that I would like you would think you would need a star for and I was still doing things that you would think you need to star to for and so me and and my friend that I also that I'm, we both made senior chief together. Um, we used to we started saying this thing like, "Hey, I've never needed a star to get anything done," you know, like. And it was kind of like that. Like, I don't need to be the LCPO to lead. I don't need to be the department chief to lead. I don't need to be the command SEL to lead at a command le- command wide level. I don't need any of those things to be a chief on the ship all the time. And so approach it with that mindset that it doesn't matter where you put me. I'm going to go where leadership is needed, right? So, And I'm not saying that, like, again, you present yourself with that authenticity, you show them who you are and what you're about. Chances are, if you demonstrate that authenticity, they're going to also assess a capacity to lead and they're going to put you in challenging leadership positions. But if for some reason they don't, okay, I seek leadership opportunity out. I'm a chief on the ship all the time. I'm going to walk around until I find leadership opportunity and then I'm going to lead. I'm going to fill that need for that sailor until it's not there anymore. And then I'm going to go find another one and another one and another one. And the more you do that and the more you do that in a manner where you're building rapport with and trust with these sailors, where you're communicating authenticity, where you're showing them that you genuinely care about them, they're going to find you. And eventually it's going to become undeniable. Like the sailors are going to demand you and, and it's going to, your, your leadership will pick up on the fact that, okay, like whether I like this person or not, I kind of need to put that because the ones that are, are marginalizing you in any way, just because they don't like you, eventually they're going to become cowards, which they were to begin with. But they're going to act on their natural cowardly impulses and realize that for the, for the sake of self-preservation, if nothing else, they can't simply deny you because forever because they just don't like you. They could do it at the beginning, but then once you, once you put them in a position where it's undeniable that you have the capacity to lead and that the sailors want you as their leader and, and the, like everybody else is going to see it too. And in your interactions with the upper chain of command, the CO and everything else, it's like eventually that's that leader. Was, let's say it's the command SEL. They're going to have to answer questions about why you're ranking low, about why you're not in those leadership positions, about why that you're you're being marginalized. So, um, again, I don't think your fear is irrational, but I also don't think it's 
something you need to worry about uh, if you go in and just present yourself as the leader that you seem to be that I think you already know you are in a lot of ways because you got to validate it um, by being treated properly by your your second SEL that put you in the right positions and gave you the opportunity to lead. And I think that you can demonstrate that in a lot of different ways. Walk in the room with that energy that you're here to lead sailors like you're here to to do what chiefs do. You're here to be put in the most challenging leadership positions because you have the capacity to meet those sailors needs. Right. Also, go around the command and around the ship and around the whatever and find the leadership opportunity wherever it is and just lead and it doesn't matter where they put you i don't care if you like walk in and they're like you're the you're the broom closet lcpo okay i'm gonna lead the crap out of that broom closet and every sailor that comes in there is going to interact with me and there's leadership opportunity in those moments and then when you're what you'll then find is a month down the road there's going to be a line of 20 sailors at the freaking broom closet and everyone's going to wonder why and like you're going to become un, it's going to become undeniable that you have the capacity and the ability. So why aren't you in leadership positions? And then you'll find yourself there no matter what, which is why I think that fear is misplaced. Uh, I don't think you have anything to worry about, but don't paint yourself in that corner on purpose, because if you if you effectively ask for it, it's they'll give it to you. So don't go in there just constantly talking about it, constantly saying, like, I have this fear of being marginalized. Because it, it, people are naturally going to think to themselves, well, why? Like, why do you, you know what I mean? And 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 think that maybe there's something there. Like, maybe there's a reason her last command to put her as the broom closet chief. So so don't go in there, like, asking for it. However, even, even if you did, like, okay, whoops. So now you find yourself in this challenging position. And then you get, it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to lead your way out of it. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's a bad spot to end up in if you're wearing anchors to work. Um, there's only so many places they can put you. And even if they put you as the broom closet chief, okay, <laughs> lead the crap out of that broom closet. And, and I, I know it's a stupid analogy, but I'm making it a stupid analogy on purpose because I want to demonstrate that point of there's nowhere they can put a good leader where there's not an opportunity to lead, where you're not a chief on the ship all the time. I hope that makes sense. Uh, if it doesn't reach out to me again, I, I'm going to respond to the email as well, but I just, I figured in podcast form, this would be more useful. Um, and I also, if any, anybody else is ever in that type of a position, like, um, it could serve, serve them as well. Right. Uh, answer some of those questions for them as well. Um, like always, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast, or you can DM us on a whole bunch of platforms now, <laughs> Instagram, uh, f- uh, what is it? Reddit, uh, discord. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Yeah. Just DM us on all those platforms at Degas podcast. Uh, we're, we're active on a lot of things now. Uh, I'm still figuring out some of them, but, uh, we're all over the place. You can find us posting the episodes and just get on a thread on, on Reddit and, and we'll discuss things there. You can DM us on Reddit. You can DM us on Discord. You can DM us on Instagram. You can email us. You can Facebook message us. All the things. Uh, If you would be so kind, like, share, subscribe, and review on all the platforms for all the things. Uh, And then uh, if you'd go follow at DGuts Apparel, uh, I'm basically creating my own sponsor for the podcast (laughs) because I get a lot of weird emails where they're offering like stupid things that don't make sense. And it's like tiny companies or certain like, I don't know, they're just weird things that apparently happen on the Internet that I just have absolutely zero interest in. Um, And 
so I, I, and also I just wanted to, as I transition into retirement, find ways to monetize the platform that don't ever take away from the podcast being obviously being a free resource for everybody. I don't want it to be filled with commercials. I don't want it to seem like it's losing any of its authenticity at all. I don't want to take away from its ability to help anybody that needs it by trying to do that. So that one of the ideas was just kind of create a whole different thing and inspired by the awesome human beings at uh, 15 Fathoms and Test Depth, I got the idea to do clothing. So if you go uh, follow at D Gets Apparel or don't give up the ship apparel on Facebook, you can kind of see where what I'm talking about and the site will launch probably within days of this podcast dropping. I'm waiting on one last order of samples so I can finish QAing the products and then the site will go up dgutsapparel.com and you can buy cool uh, pride and heritage gear that you'll actually wear in public that was my first promo I hope you guys liked it <laughs> I think you, I think you'll enjoy it I've shown a lot of people and I, I obviously the Instagram account and stuff like that and seems like it's getting a pretty good response just based on the little previews already so if you can support us there I would really appreciate it and that's it that's what I got for you today thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship <laughs>